Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. It's not really a good statistic in terms of new businesses. As a matter of fact, over 50% of new businesses fail within the first five years. And that's pretty startling. But how do you avoid falling into that large number? Well, creating a business plan is going to be a way to get you started. And we're going to interview someone who knows a lot about small businesses. His name is Al Shelton. He's the author of the best-selling Amazon Secrets to Writing a Successful Business Plan. He's going to share his knowledge with us, which he has shared with hundreds, if not thousands, of small business startups. Um, His extensive experience in business is now being put to use with SCORE. He's on the board of directors of SCORE, and he's also providing free uh, mentoring services to startups for both profits and nonprofits. Hal, it's such a treat to see you again. This is a great book. And you know what? My son runs a small business. I run a small business, a nonprofit. But you know what? It is important to do all of these things right the first time, isn't it? Uh, Absolutely. You're going to be investing a lot of your time, uh, your emotion, your energy, your passion, if not your financial resources. And so it's important that you have a roadmap of helping you figure out where to go, which directions to go, and then have some benchmarks along the way uh, so you know how you're doing relative to your plan. Does anyone analyze why these small businesses fail at such huge rates? Is it because they fail to take the necessary steps and and to know what kind of competitiveness, what kind of competitors they have in the marketplace? There are many surveys. If you did an internet search of why businesses fail, uh, you'll have many, <laughs> many hits on that. And they're all slightly different in their answers, but sort of like the top three across everybody is, one, you didn't have enough money. Two, and it's probably, I think, the most important, you never defined what the problem you're solving is. We uh-huh. call that the value proposition. What product or service from a customer's point of view, are you offering that someone wants to pay for? Mm -hmm. It's not good enough to build a better mousetrap and hope people will come knock at your door. What what customer problem are you solving? Okay. So that would be number two. Number three, surprisingly, is um, sometimes people have too much money. They raised a lot of money and then they, it's their Christmas wish list and they don't go through the with the same integrity and the same rigor about when they didn't have any money and they just spend it foolishly. Oh, and, and then that's, that, yeah, and that's a waste. That is really a waste. Okay. okay, if I'm thinking about starting a small business and I've identified some talent that I have, mm-hmm. you know, I mean the many multi-talents yeah. I have, Hal, which one am I going to, to market to people? What, what are the first things that I should do? Do I need to look at, uh, from my idea, and look at what's in the marketplace available already, Who, um, how I can get financing? Where do you start? Um, probably not with the financing. Okay. Um, because most people who, who invest, be they angels in equity or they be a bank and a loan, are reluctant to just invest in an idea. Mm-hmm. They want to see that you have some traction, which means you have some customers. It might only be a beta test or a minimal viable product. You have some sales. So you need to, uh, as you said, look at what's already available. 
maybe someone has the same idea as you did two years earlier, or and think about what they have and how you might be different, what's your value add to that. And then something what I would, what's now known is called canvassing. Go out and talk to people about what are they interested in, how much are they willing to spend, how do they make buying decisions. And I'll I'll give you an example. I have a SCORE client who uh, works in a laboratory and has come up with a new formula better than what's existing on the, on the market. And being a scientist, uh, she donned her white lab coat and got a clipboard and stood out in front of the stores where people buy this product and asked them questions. Now, they were not random questions. She came up with, here are the four or five things I think I want to know, and here is my going-in assumption about what the answers would be. I want to test and I want to validate oh, yeah. what they are. Great idea. Yeah. If you go to, if you take a MBA course or go to school and you're writing business plans, a lot of professors now say you need to talk to 50 or 200 people uh, in a canvassing sense to really try to get a sense. To get a sense of what's out there. Yeah, what's what out there, are what do people want and how do they buy, who in the family makes that buying decision, and so forth and so on. Okay, now... Is she successful? Uh, yeah. No, it's early stages. It's early stages. Early okay. Stages. Well, we wish her luck. Yeah. yeah. That's a very creative way right. of doing stuff. I love the white lab coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you look so yeah. official. Okay. So she's finding out what people are thinking about the product that she has to offer, or right. it could be a service, whichever. Um, so you, you kind of get a feel for the lay of the land. Where do you go next? What do you, let me ask you a question. And, and, I'm not sure whether this is pertinent or not, but say you're starting a business that's just going to focus on using the Internet or you're starting a business that's going to be a walk-in, off-the-street kind of storefront business that may also have an Internet component. But if you're just Internet-focused, and today a lot of businesses are, are there different things that you need to consider in terms of the way you approach your your startup and your business plan? Um. So the business plan generically is going to be the same. Okay. But so let's say you wanted to sell a book like I did. Mm-hmm. There are three. Best-selling book, y- how? Yeah. Congratulations. A, there are three million books on Amazon. Whoa. Let's say you had an app. Uh, I forget what the latest numbers are, but I think there's like a million and a half apps in the Apple store and another million and a half in the Android store. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about being noticed. And how do you get attention? How you get attention. And part of that is really drilling down on who you believe your uh, customers are going to be. Mm-hmm. And if you were, you know, we left the studio here and we're down on the corner and we're waiting for the traffic and there's five people waiting with us. Could you turn around and in your head say, that's my customer, that's not my customer, that's my customer. Um, it could be age, it could be income, it could be gender, it could be interests, and the better you can define that, and it'll never be perfect, but the better you can define that, then you can say, where do those kinds of people go to buy, but even in today's society, where do they learn about new ideas or new products? That's the biggest thing, is getting your information out there. And then from that, you can then have some kind of advertising campaign, 
and you can do that on the cheap now, mm-hmm. to drive people to that e-commerce site. That's, you know, it, there is so much to think about yeah. in terms of it. It really is a little bit daunting. I yeah. think that's why a book that puts it out there for yeah. you is so important. Let's just take a brief pause to let our listeners know they're tuned into Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Hal Shelton. He's the author of the best-selling Secrets to Writing a Successful Business Plan. And it's it was published in 2014, and last uh, year, a little over a year ago, he made an addition to it. How? What? What prompted you? We're going to go into some of the the uh, intricate things of the business, but what prompted you to reissue the book? A successful selling book. You really wanted to add something to it. I wanted to add things uh, for two reasons. One, things have changed. Uh, in particular, uh, there's new ways through crowdfunding. Uh, to get money, oh, which yes. wasn't ex- really up to snuff uh, when I first wrote the book. So I needed new chapters on that. And then um, while many people who bought the book are were thinking of starting a business, there is a whole group who already were, were in business. Or three years ago, the ones who started are now in business. Mm-hmm. And I needed to have some chapters about now that you're in business, what, what are know? the things you should be looking out for and doing and and one of the things that you that I, I believe that people stress is that every year you need to look at your business plan. Correct. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about getting down to some of the nitty-gritty, mm. which I think a lot of people just really don't mm. like yeah. doing. But you got to sit down and plan it, right? Where do you start? What's the first step? You've yeah. you got to get a license to do business, for one thing. Where do you put all that in the, the, the things that you need to do? Okay. So there are many businesses now where you don't need a license, okay. uh, particularly like the e-commerce Okay. Uh, k- that's kind right, of things, and that's a growing part, or you're offering apps in the app store. And so there's many things that you don't need a license for. Um, many of the jurisdictions have great websites. Like if you go to in D.C. and it says, do I need a license in D.C.? To do whatever I want to well, do. Yeah, they will mm-hmm. give you a whole list. Okay. Yes, that's no, great. yes, no, so that's forth, great. and sure. makes that, that life easier for you. But after you've done your canvassing and you have some ideas of what, then you need to start doing it and building it. Now, you, you don't want to build the final product the first time because it's going to go through some maturity and some changes. So there's terms like minimal viable product. There's betas where you get something out there, you do it relatively quickly, and you test it. Now, it's not just the clipboard and answering questions. Mm-hmm. Here's something that people can react to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but in terms of developing the plan, the plan should come first. The, the plan should come first, but it should be done along the way. Along the way as you're doing all this other yeah, stuff that's, that's in there. Well, that's going to help you to write a business plan. Yeah, it's very daunting to say, I'm going to sit down today and I have a blank piece of paper and I'm going to fill up 30 pages. Where do I, <laughs> where do I start? Yeah, exactly. And, may, and may, many people don't get past that stage. Well, because you don't have enough information. You don't have enough information and it's too scary. So you start with a two-page plan mm-hmm. and you write one paragraph on the 10 key elements of a business plan. What's my go-to-market strategy? What's my staffing? What's my marketing? What's my finance? Where am I going to incorporate? So forth. And then after two pages, which you should be able to get out in a day or two, mm-hmm. you can take each one of those, do some more work, research, and expand that paragraph to a half a page. And now you can have a five-page plan. And then you keep building on it 
as you learn more, just exactly as you said, mm-hmm. this was the reaction to my canvassing, this mm-hmm. was a reaction to my beta tests, so forth and so on, until you have a, a good working business plan. So what are some of the key elements within that business plan? Okay. So the first one, the first part of every business plan is called the executive summary. Being a summary, though it appears first, it's what you write last. Because, because you don't a, have anything to summarize until right. you get to the But end. it's important okay. because in two pages, you have honed your messages. And if you've honed them correctly and, and, and word it well, you're going to get people interested in reading the rest of the plan. Mm-hmm. you got to get a grabber in there. That's yes. right. Yeah. And so you call it your elevator pitch or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not reading the business plan, if you're, on the, if you're talking to someone about, they say, what are you doing today? Uh, Shirley, what, what what kind of business are you in? You want to be able to just click off in a few mm-hmm. sentences mm-hmm. very crisply what that is. And, and so that's that, not always easy. No, it's very hard. And so that executive summary helps you mm-hmm. get your messages. And then where – okay, so we're going to leave that. Yeah, so that's that's last. number one. The The second and then the, the, the first page of content is this value proposition. What problem mm-hmm. – what customer problem are you solving? What's the problem and what's your solution? Yeah. Why am I going to be able to deal with this problem? That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, then after that, you're going to talk about how is it that you're going to what we call go to market strategy. Who are your customers? How are you reaching them? Do uh, you have an inside sales force or using agents or using Google AdWords or whatever it is? Uh, and then a general marketing plan with sales forecasts. Uh, how are you staffing this operation? You're starting off as a solo entrepreneur. Or do you need eventually to have a marketing person, a, mm-hmm. a, a technology person, whatever it happens to be? So you have a staffing plan. Uh, that's all going to roll into uh, your financial plan. Yeah, your and, budget. In other words, what, what, what is it going to cost you to get this thing going? Yeah, and what does 12 months from now look like? Okay. And, and, that's gonna be, and, the, and the financial plan always comes last because it summarizes in dollar terms everything all that, you that you've said beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So those are the key elements. And for entrepreneurs, I would say if I had to pick three sections, it's the executive summary because of the um, messaging. It's the go-to-market strategy because that's what's going to get your customers. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be your financials about this is what well, it looks like come, it when I'm successful. It means you're realistic with the cost and in, and your your marketing strategy is right. shows that you've thought about how you get out there. Yeah. How do you get that stuff to meet that budget? Yes. Well, Logical steps, it seems to me, but how many people do this? Uh, Not few, enough. Fewer than you would think, and that's why I, I wrote the book. Yeah. Because uh, as a SCORE mentor, I deal with people one-on-one, mm-hmm. and we have great conversations, but that's a slow process. That's right. You can't reach everybody, so yeah. there's a lot of people out there starting. And the, the climate now... Um, we're seeing a lot of small business startups coming around now. Is that true? Uh, the answer to that is yes. And in fact, it's relatively easy, much easier now to start a business than ever was before. Uh, there's e-commerce platforms. There's e-commerce templates to, do, to write a, um, a website is, is almost painless mm-hmm. uh, now. You can go with co-working uh, facilities that are all around here. Mm-hmm. It, D.C. has huge number of incubators and accelerators. The technology is just 
with open source software is just very easy. So it's relatively easy to start a business. So you just need to get your ducks in a row, so to speak, and line them up and figure out what you got to do and where do you go to get help. Now, I want to come back and talk about SCORE because I think that's such a interesting organization and what you've been doing with them and what they're doing in general. But let's just uh, take a brief pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned into Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Hal Shelton. He is the author of the best-selling of the Amazon bestseller "Secrets to Writing a Successful Business Plan." And I got to tell you, folks, it's no longer secrets because his book is excellent. It has some really unique aspects to it. I love the worksheets that you have in there, Hal. You want people as they're going along and thinking about all this stuff. In each section, you've got worksheets, right? Yeah. So this is not a novel. This, no. is, this is a workbook. That's a workbook. And, and you're going to make people stop and think along the way, which I think is so important because you're going to be learning. People are going to be learning a lot as they go through this book. Yeah. And the good news is I try, I try to make it uh, conducive to writing the business plan itself mm-hmm. because if you then collect all these individual your turn worksheets, sh- work you will have the basis of your first draft of your there business you plan makes it so easy yeah. uh-huh. yes okay let's talk about score and their role in helping small businesses now this is a nonprofit you all provide uh, assistance to small businesses and I guess nonprofits as well both right um, so how does someone come to you all and when in the st- what stage of business do they need to come to you I, I guess be- begin with at the beginning. But you, you're, it's a free service, am I it's correct? It's a free service. So SCORE was started in 1964. It's one of the oldest free mentoring services in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's associated with the SBA, not part of, but associated. Are you, do you get funding from the SBA? We get uh, funding from the federal. Part of our funding is federal government, and the rest is from donations. Mm-hmm. Um, from grateful business owners, I grateful hope. Grateful business owners and associations mm-hmm. and people who are interested and so, in, in the ecosystem for entrepreneurship. Who understand how important small business is to our whole economy. That's right. Uh, and as part of that, if you, look, if you try to get two metrics of what SCORE is helping people do is create new businesses and they create jobs. True. And, That's right. And therefore, they're helping uh, stabilize and grow local communities. There are over 320 chapters of SCORE in the United States. And in D.C., we have one of the larger ones located downtown. Uh, however, because a lot of the customers and entrepreneurs in the, are in the suburbs, we have 10 satellite offices ringing. Uh, how do you find, how do you find uh, executives who are going to come and volunteer with you all? Um, there's a lot of uh, websites that say if you want to re, uh, to participate in a nonprofit. So SCORE started off way back when Service Corps of Retired Executives. Uh, however, over time, not everybody is retired. People reach a point in their life when they say, hey, it's time to give back. Mm-hmm. And so they we so have you a do ho- have active have full, executives exa- who are also giving back. That's wonderful. That's right. And to your point, earlier point, we provide free mentoring, training, and education. Wow. So to to sign up, you just go to score.org. It says find a mentor. You put in your zip code, and you can choose a mentor from the full list, or you could have the system sign one to Mm -hmm. you. Uh, There's also on the SCORE website 
a large amount of information for small businesses. There's podcasts, there's templates, there's uh, lots of information, mm -hmm. webcasts. Uh, about all, everything you want to know about small business. There's so much technology out there now, just trying to figure out where to yeah. go and, and how to utilize it because you got to focus. Yeah. You can't just spread yourself all over the place. Now, you do help nonprofits as well. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to talk to you after this. Okay. After this program is over, we're <laughs> going to talk about growing a nonprofit. Um, maybe we'll do that on the air one of these days. Yeah. But at any rate, so, so uh, if someone wants to get information, wants to get the mentoring, and it doesn't have to be a brand new business, right? You're going to help people that are struggling and want yeah. to so people refine come, what yeah, they're doing. People come to us when they're thinking about it. People come to us once they're in business. I have been, uh, I have clients that I've now had for over seven years. Oh, so yeah, we wow. started when wow. they were new and now a couple of them have $3 million in sales a year. The, awesome. nat the nature of the questions change. Uh, but the relationship is there. And you don't even get a commission on no, this, Hal. No, Oh, my goodness. I think that is so wonderful. We talk about score for the life of your business. Yeah. Oh, that's it. I love that. I love that. That is great. And it's score, S-C-O-R-E dot org. That's it. That's yep. all you need. Yep. I was there at the website uh, this morning, earlier today, looking at it. Uh, great website, by the way. It's very well laid out, and it's easy to read, and it's not too long. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I like brevity and I like things that give me right yeah. to where I need to go. So just a, a point. Uh, so we do a lot of face-to-face -face mentoring, mm -hmm. but people, some people can't um, are not available for that. Sure. So we do video mentoring. We do email. We do telephone. I was talking with a client yesterday from California. And of course, that's you don't not, have to be right there to share information and help right. people. Right. Exactly. Especially now, how easy mm -hmm. it is to communicate. Okay, we only have a couple minutes left. What are some of your final thoughts, words of advice to people out there who are either in the throes of starting or about to start up a small business? Okay, so without going to the details of how to write the business plan, the, the one key advice I would have is for every entrepreneur to surround themselves with advisors. Surround ah. themselves with people that they trust. Uh, to start a business, particularly in the beginning when you're by yourself, can be very lonely. And it's very hard to know it all. You're starting a business sure. because you were good at something. But when you're the owner of a business, you have to be involved in everything. Mm -hmm. So if you're a techie, you want people with marketing experience. If you're a marketing person, you might want some technical skills Absolutely. or some financial skills. So surround with people you know. Often they will do it for free uh, because they believe in you. They believe in your mission. They want to help you. Um, and so people that you can bounce ideas off and you have to listen carefully to what they say because they're hopefully bringing some wisdom and, you know, and get yourself a score mentor. It could be one of several uh, in your mm -hmm. portfolio of, of getting help. You know, help. there are various ways of paying people for your for the help they give you. A friend of ours, when he was a struggling young attorney, met someone who was starting a business and that business and the for his legal services, they didn't pay him. They gave him some shares in this startup company. It's worth millions. Yeah, I'm not going to say the name of the company, but it's still going strong today. And, you know, he was, it's amazing. I yeah. mean, it's amazing what can happen out there. And I so. have a chapter in the, the new edition of the book that addresses that very issue. Yep. Well, listen, Hal, it's been great seeing you. Thank you so much for the valuable information. The name of the book? 
secrets to writing a successful business plan. And it should have a little undernote under there that says they're no longer secrets because Hal Shelton is sharing them with you. Thank you so much for being with us. It's been a great, great uh, help to our listeners. I'm Shirley Rooker. You're listening to Of Consuming Interest right here on Federal News Radio 1500 AM. You can reach me at Shirley at callforaction.org. That's Shirley at callforaction.org. Thank you for being with us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP. <laughs>